0: Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning, patrons! Why did I say patrons? Good morning, other listeners. I value <laughs> all of you. I'm like a certain co-host called Nick Ballantyne. I was just looking at the name of the thing that we have to... Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm just very much in that mindset, apparently. He's Nick Ballantyne, one of your co-hosts, and I'm Liam S. Smith, the other one of your co-hosts. Whoa, that's the exact opposite of what we normally do. And also, all me. This episode, <laughs> all Liam, all the time. Watch out, I'm coming at ya. You. Got your Beow. neck in a chokehold, and you're done. God, you had a good run, but now you're dead. <laughs> oh, it's a real shame. I'm going to a funeral. I'm i sidling saddling up to your weeping mother, and I'm like... Sorry for your loss. Yeah, if there's anything I can do, just let me know. As your arm sidles underneath the pillow to grab the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is under a pillow for some reason. Well, where else are you going to put it? You want to put it somewhere where you can easily access it at all times. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast in which we recap and discuss episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure one episode at a time. Because... We have nothing else to do with our lives, (laughs) don't we? This episode, we are recapping and discussing the 79th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is also the fifth episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, a.k.a. Diamond is Not Crash. It covers chapters 281 through 284 of the manga. Well, technically speaking, it only gets into the very beginning of two eighty four. Uh, I see, I see. Well, that's still acceptable. It's within the margins. This episode is brought to you by Sean Porter. Sean Porter,
1: Let lovely me patron,
0: and count the ways <laughs> that I appreciate your support. Okay, here we go. One, one tangible income. Two, huh. non tangible expression of um, interest in our the show. Creative output, which is heartening. Yeah. Three is also a number. Yeah, I don't Four. know. Four. That, that was well, that a reason or is that just a fact? Is that a statement? Four. Sean Porter is a well-renowned Ghostbuster. Surely not. Yep. Surely not. Come on, you have so to, Nick, uh, yeah. So Nick, preliminary thoughts on this episode. <laughs> um, well. As you said to me at the end of the episode, it was basically just a bunch of guys talking in an attic. Yeah. Um, and that was the episode. I was thinking uh, between the watch and the record that we haven't really had an episode like this. Um, certainly not since the start of part three, but maybe as far back as some of the, you know, mid mid or inter-fight episodes of uh, part two. Mm. In which, you know, it's just, it's necessary conversation to move the story along, but... We've certainly been lulled into a, a routine where every episode is either new stand battle or resolution of the previous stand battle. Mm. This one was, was neither of those things. It does make sense, though, because part three was pretty much stand a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, you you are currently really fiddling I'm with I'm grappling with my new Microsoft Surface, which has locked itself, and I'm not sure where the unlock button is yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you literally cannot... Take your hands off of it. Mainly because you don't know where any of the buttons are. Thank you for putting me on blast. No worries. It's what I do. This is why I'm here. Cool. I provide a necessary dynamic to our otherwise stable lives. (laughs) How are you liking the surface so far, Liam? Nick, I don't want to do a tech review on our podcast. Hey, welcome to Linus Pro Tech Tips. There was this thing we did like a year ago and now I'm here. And here's the backstory. Brought to you by something. I don't know what this is. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Hey, Nick. Yeah, remember when Drake played Fortnite? <laughs> You're a games Shit. journalist. You know about this, right? Ha ha, ha 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 ha! Sure, I I know about that. I knew about that before N- you told me. Nick's just jealous because I got this big scoop before he did. I d- and I d- I then thought- I went out to celebrate with a big scoop of ice cream <laughs> made of beer. <laughs> I because I thought it was like yeah, Drake plays Fortnite. I was like, oh, who's Drake? Is that some up and coming like esports guy? Like you know, dude. Yeah, It's deep. D-R 4KE. <laughs> Drake. Dfork. Yeah, that guy. Yep. No, it's Drake. It's literally. From Drake. Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's where Drake got his start. <laughs> no. Yaha. Huh? Go on. Okay. Fact check! ba 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 but, uh, checking the facts the until top, we know the, the reality. No, the shut t- up, shut okay, up. Yeah. The top Google prediction for my Google of Drake was Drake, Fortnite. <laughs> oh, actually, i got a tale Drake initially gained recognition as an actor on the teen drama television series Degrassi, The Next Generation, Get in the, the early... Get fuck out of here. No. Yeah, fuck you. Wow. I, I guess we know who's the biggest Drake super fan <laughs> in here. Oh, you know what's funny about Fortnite, right? Is that, uh... On the GameCloud team, we have a guy who works at EB. And so he keeps having... EB Games is a um, game retailer, a brick-and-mortar oh, yes. store that sells video games and Funko Pops. Terrible things. But basically, um, he works there and about 80% of the customers come in. They're like, hey, 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 we're like 15 years old. Can we buy Fortnite? He's like, w- um, you want the Battle Royale mode, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, you can just download that for free. It's like, yeah, but can we... Can we buy it here? I mean yeah, but it's you don't have to because it's free. You just download it. Oh, right. So can we buy it here? Yes. Yeah, so they got a sursum vent those parental controls. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. I know I say that word wrong. It makes me laugh, but everyone just thinks invent? I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> Do you reckon there's going <laughs> to come It's from point? something, but I can't remember what. Do you reckon there's going to come a point where someone is like, "Liam, we have to talk about your sursum vent issue." Mm. I'm not gonna lie, we are losing people because of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four: Diamond is Unbreakable, Episode Five: The Ninja Mira Brothers Part Three. Hmm. My thoughts are: it was an episode. It was an episode. Plot suddenly, was advanced. Things suddenly, happened. Yeah, a lot of lives like, were oh changed. God. Yeah, pretty much. Just a lot of oh no, this guy is actually not that bad. Or oh, isn't he? <laughs> it could be. We open where we left off last time. Keicho Nijimura is being menaced by the reformed missiles that Josuke Higashikata has cruelly sent his way. And then we get a quick shot outside of... Yep, there's a big explodey. Okuyasu, who went outside to like not be involved with any of this, sees it, starts heading on back indoors. It's like, oh no, my bro! And then we get a shot of Keicho. He's all fucked up. He's got like red black eyes. Like a black eye, like... like, Not like, you know, when people loom over someone and their face is featureless, but like a black eye, like you've just been punched in the face. Uh Uh-huh. He's got those. Okay. I'd say it's a bit worse than that because there's blood everywhere. Yes, he's also covered in blood. But, But, you know. But we had a close-up of his face, Nick, and that's why I'm pointing this out. Okay, all right, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, that's fine. And then Josuke is like, wow, he was pretty dangerous. Anyway, let's get out of here. So, I think... Koichi is all like, what are you talking about? We can't just leave. We're gonna bro. go find the bow and arrow that's caused all this trouble. Yeah, but do we have to? Like can we can we just leave? Yeah, like they said they had a dad and uh you know I'm I'm a I'm I'm in a lot of pain right now. I sat down on a landmine, I don't know if you remember, and also I got shot by a lot of tiny bullets, so I kinda just wanna go home and sleep it off. But who are you, Josuke? Are you a man of like action and freedom and shit? Or are you a man of like beat up and bled and shit? Cause I think you're more the former. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josuke, you healed me when I got shot by the arrow, but you might not be there for everyone who gets shot by the arrow, and they might die in this town. You, you know, when he said that line, he was like, someone might die in this yeah. town. I mean that chain like that makes all the difference. <laughs> they could die anywhere, but if it's here Oh, boy. boy. I don't think the dad is home or he would have shown himself. But we don't know that. How wrong you are, Koichi. You know nothing, little boy. You fool. The boy that is apparently half the size of literally every other character we've He's younger than them. Yeah, but he's... Okay, younger than, but he's still in like... High school. middle school, kind of high school thing. But he's like half, like literally half the size. My sister's short, Nick. Yeah, but how short? I don't know. Does she come up remember, to the waist? Remember, Josuke and Johto are a towering six feet tall. Yeah, but so is Okiyasu and Tomoko to an extent. Like, this guy is like three feet tall at we've best. D- we've discussed the evolving art style of part three mm-hmm. at length before, and particularly with regards to Josuke and Akiyasu. But since we're talking about Koichi's physicality, I just want to show you a picture of early part four Koichi. Okay. Because obviously... They evolve over time. Obviously, Okuyasu and Josuke and Jotaro start the story as you know the towering walls of meat <laughs> that we know JoJo characters to be. And I would like to see show you how how our friend Koichi Hirose uh, appeared at the start of the manga. This is going to be uh, enlightening, isn't it? Having some trouble finding the image I'm looking for, Nick. Why don't you vamp for a bit? Hey, it's me, Mario. You know what I hid more than anything? That goddamn Bowser fella. Whether we make him sleep with the cappies, if you know what I'm saying? How about we just make like uh like a sentient hat and get him worn down, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Not really, to be honest. I'm gonna <laughs> ask you to stop vamping now. <laughs> As is common for these little off-the-cuff segments, I can't find the image I'm looking for. Gotcha. But the point is, start of part four, Koichi is small and broad. <laughs> Broad, like he's got he's got that JoJo physicality, but oh, if you shrunk no. him down, <laughs> oh, he's like a dwarf from like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, oh no. Does he kind of look like um, the Iggy equivalent in Part Four? Because like Iggy, at I the don't know st- what you mean by that. Iggy at the start of Part Three or halfway through Part Three, when he was introduced, looked like a horrific. He doesn't look like a slathering dog. <laughs> he, he looks like a small human who's really buff. Yeah, but he didn't even look like a dog when he first came on in, like, part three. No, Koichi does not look like what Iggy looked like oh, when he did, started. But did Koichi look like a horrific-looking, like, small man? Where you just look at him and you go, that is not a human. That That is, that is no, just he a looks like, like that. meat. You know, like, there was that ten-year-old who got really buff, like, on the news a little while back? What? It no? Like that. What? Okay, yeah. this we can look up. Nah. Anyway. No, okay. All right. Back to the episode. <laughs> We're off to a strong start. Strong start, as so strong as Koichi's mus Koichi's muscles. Oh God! So we have the no, not yet. Uh, we have the anyway, one no, one. not yet. Um, crazy, bizarre town. That one. So they're all like, "Hey, I just told you we're not doing the OP." Yet. Oh, fine, <laughs> okay. They're all like, Koichi. Koichi shows his brave JoJo esque spirit. He's like, "Josuke, you're hurt. You stay here. I'll go upstairs and get the bow and arrow, even though I don't have a stand." And then we get. Sort of a really cool camera shot where it sort of slowly went up the stairs, round the landing on the stairs, up the other part of the stairs, then onto the landing on the top floor of the building and into an attic room where the bow and arrow hangs on a wall. What? But that's where it belongs. Cut to the OP. I noticed that when we were watching it, you were like, I was like, just... Like, went upstairs and hung the bow and arrow on a wall. Yeah, literally. And came down to go and fight Josuke. Literally, he goes upstairs with Koichi, like, dragging him along, puts him in a room. On the second floor. And then he's like, hmm, better dispose of this bow and arrow. He'll never go up the next flight of stairs. That's it, we go into the attic. And then he just went up to the attic, put it rather well onto these, like, little hanging hooks. Uh, and the arrow is on something. And then he goes back downstairs to be like, right, now, trap. Yes. Landmines. I need a, a, a Apache helicopters. I need a, I need a little army to work with. I need something to do. So, Nick, mm-hmm. um, you did notice something in the opening. You noticed a couple of somethings in the opening today. I did. There yeah. was no egg. Yeah, there was no egg when, when Koichi walks forward and strikes his pose. It. I feel betrayed mm-hmm. because all I know is he has an egg. I don't know where that was going, but egg's pretty okay. There's also a shot, um, there's a shot where a variety of them are standing and sort of shadows that form mm. symbols associated with the characters, uh, you know, splaying Similarity. out from their feet. Yes. Uh, for example, o- o- Okiyasu has Keicho, his brother, and Koichi, I think you, you noticed, had, um, a woman with flowing hair yes, coming out did. of his shadow. What could that possibly mean? Probably his mum, um who would be very worried about Koichi suddenly having this giant egg being brought home. (gasps) I don't think she can see the egg, Nick. It's a stand. But what if she's a stand user? Whoa, twist. Yeah, and then it's like, wait, the other stand users? Koichi, I didn't want this life for you, and that's why I I mothered you so incessantly, so that you wouldn't develop a strong fighting spirit. So that you would never be a small, broad man. But clearly I failed you. (laughs) And the other thing... Was in that segment where a lot of silhouettes are flying past the screen and you notice some sort of creature. Wait, which one was the bit with the silhouettes flying past the screen? At the start where, like, it goes, you know, there's a lot of blacked out shapes. Uh, sure. Yes. I did notice this. You thought maybe it was a dog with some fangs or something? Yes! Oh my god! The thing with the mandibles! Yes! Oh my god! Like, it just looked like a small, um, like, cartoony kind of blob dog. You know, like a pug, but like fatter. I um, I matched with t- uh, I matched on Tinder with a dog recently called um. Um, Blobfish McGee, uh, and we we had we exchanged one sentence each in mm. which they asked me, "Why did you super like a dog called Blobfish <laughs> McGee?" And I responded, "Because I have my priorities straight." <laughs> it's like because I'm not insane, you crazy dog. Yeah, no. Know, blob it, dog. Yeah, it looked like a blob dog with like little um. Like, what are those insects that have the little... Antennae? Yeah, like antennae, but they're, like, curly. Sure. It looked like one of them, but a blob dog. And it just ran. One of those classic blob dogs. So it just ran across. What if the egg is actually, like... Oh, and it hatches into some sort of blob dog. Oh, not hatch, but, like, it grows legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Meta- it metamorphoses. Exactly. It's not an egg at all. Ooh. Keep in mind, Kecho did see eggshell flaking off that thing as compared to hatch. Even more disturbing. <laughs> it's like, I thought it was an egg. You were wrong. It's actually just flesh, but it's very dry. It's like a uh, snake skin or something. Yeah. Oh. Oh. God, I hope that egg never hatches. (laughs) And I'll make sure it doesn't. (laughs) So, after the OP, we see Koichi stealthing up the stairs, much the way we saw the camera do it moments ago. He gets to the landing and... (gasps) tension. Josuke grabs him by the shoulder and he starts. He's all like, you... Idiot. Don't try to stop me, Joske. I'm going up these stairs to get that bow and arrow. And Josuke's like, nah, I'm coming too. Look, if you're going to die, I may as well die with you. Yeah. So they stealthen up. They they press themselves up against the wall to, to peek into the room where they can see the bow and arrow. But that's not all they can see. Because they can also hear. Some weird fucking dog sound and Some sort of weird blob dog. It's... Wow, actually, it kind of is, isn't it? Anyway, they hear the weird sounds of some beast lurking within the dogs. and groaning. Like a Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck doesn't moan and groan, Nick. He's a hero and you will respect him. But what about when he doesn't have any money? I don't understand. (laughs) There is never a point where he will have no money. Ergo. He's got a big bin full of it. Yeah, but what happens if it got taken away? That will never happen. (laughs) (laughs) He'll keep those beagle boys out. He needs that money for for swimming money, in. For money making schemes. Anyway. DuckTales available now on Disney XD. Have I told you that the um the guy who did the voice for the DuckTales intro? Oh, I think it was um, DuckTales. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Is also the guy who did the voice for Number of the Beast intro? I don't know what that is. It's Iron Maiden song. Yeah. Well how it's does that it. intro go? Does it go? Life is like a hurricane <laughs> here in Iron Maiden. I'm beginning to think it was Darkwing Duck, actually. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. The terror that quacks in the night. That's the one. Anyway. So, we've got Koichi. He's all like, fine. I'm going to see what's in the... Oh, ah, there's a beast. I think... We may have done this on the show already, actually. What? But I think if any duck were to be Joseph <laughs> Joestar, it uh-huh. would be Launchpad McQuack. Who was Launchpad McQuack? He was in both DuckTales and Darkwing Duck. And he was a big buff duck that wore like a a flight suit and one of those flight caps. I'm with you. I'm with you. And he always crashed his planes. That sounds very familiar. Mm -hmm. Yep. Did he have like a biplane kind of thing? I'm sure he could get one. (laughs) He's got that Scrooge McDuck money. Oh God, does he ever? He travels the world on his money. Anyway, they hear a noise. They're like, it sounds like an animal. Yeah, it's gross. And they they hatch a cunning plan to get past this, this guard dog or whatever it could be. Alright, Koichi, here's what you gotta do Kick the door down and scare it away. Kick, it, kick the door open. <laughs> Sorry, kick the door open, will scare it away. It's gotta make a big bang or something, that'll spook an animal. Yeah. And then while it's scared, Josuke will rush in, grab the bow and arrow, snap it, and come back. Now, is this when. The perfect crime. They punch off its. Uh... Well, they count down. Okay. They go to. Go, Koichi Does to, goes to do the kick, but he's not kicked the door, <gasps> for his Anki is grabbed by a big gross hand covered in like rotting <gasps> pustulant flesh oh, no, and a No, his, his Anki lover. Yeah. Ugh. So this thing just grabs it. It's obviously yeah. a very stout it's hand. It's like green, so that's not right. Yeah, it's very fat, but it's very obviously kind of human handy. Yep, it's got an opposable thumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's what differentiates us from the animals. Yeah. Except for the koalas. Fuck. Which have koalas. two. What, two opposable thumbs. Yeah. On each hand. Yeah. Four. A vestibule. Yep. Wow. Are they on like opposite sides? No. They're adjacent. Koala facts with oh. Liam. Ugh. Ugh. Other koala fact. They're great. Yeah. they'll Ta- look, They'll drop from a tree and kill you tourists. Watch out for them. <laughs> they really fucking will. Anyway, this thing's got him by the ankle. Josuke punches it with Crazy Diamond and the hand breaks off. Still cr- clasp around Koichi's ankle and, and the creature scuttles off into the darkness. <laughs> yeah, just like that. It's like a Cthulhu horror come to life. Mm-hmm. Although, so, yeah, it scuttles into the corner and like they're like, wow, that was that was fucked up. That was that w- It's like, you know, the bit where it's got him by the ankle and it's, it's dragging him into the room. Mm-hmm. It's like the cold open of Jurassic Park. What? Where it's like, hey little buddy, how are you? No, guys? you're thinking of Jurassic Park Two: The Lost World, in which oh, a girl um, is eaten by those oh, those tiny, um, the little birdie. I can't remember kind what they're called, but it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called. Are you um, talking about the Velociraptor that drags in one of the hunters? I'm talking about the opening of Jurassic Park One, in which they're moving a dinosaur in a cage, but mm-hmm. you don't see what the dinosaur is, or that indeed that it's a dinosaur, mm. and they're opening the cage and it's in the transfer, and one guy like falls in and it's got him, and someone else has him by the arm, mm. and they're like, shoot her. Shoot her! Yeah, yeah, this is why you don't mess with Velociraptors. It also could have been a T-Rex for all we know, but probably a Velociraptor. I mean, it was making the Velociraptor sounds, wasn't it? I don't know. I haven't watched the cold open of Jurassic Park for a while. <laughs> I mean, But I do like that scene. It's damn good. He, he dies, then they start tasing the creature. Hi, this is our Jurassic Park discussion and recap show. Yeah, in which we do one minute of Jurassic Park every episode. Jurassic World. Can we do that? Can we just watch all the Jurassic Parks in sequence and just be like, wow, this was not worth it? Tune in next week, Joe Stars, <laughs> when we're live streaming commentary of Jurassic Park. All oh. week, every week. <laughs> just every week. It's all six movies. Six? Number four. four? Fifth in the works, I think. Oh, there you go. Anyway. The point is life is like a hurricane. <laughs> You know, you rock me like a hurricane. They punch the arm off this thing, it runs away. Then it comes back into the light and they see it's like big gross face. And what do you see but the face of an ugly Five Nights at Freddy looking motherfucker that's covered in weird blobby things with a beak, swollen lip kind of face thing. Eyes that aren't even symmetrical. Green warty skin. Just, it's just a sad sight. It's like as tall as Koichi is. Yeah. That is to say, it's extremely short, inhumanly so. But very wide. Yeah, very wide. Very. It's wearing a singlet, which on the back has like an image of three bottles of cola. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure that's been put on there just as like, a okay, you, you need to be clothed. Yeah. But I can't be fuck putting pants on you, so just take this shirt. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. It kind of looks like a, a toad of sorts. You mean like a Mario character or a frog? No, like a frog. Okay. Um, if it was the Mario character, I'd have much less issue. Until we, you know, chopped yeah, off it his head at it the corner, steps into the light, and is like, I'm the best! Ah! Yeah, it'd be like that. But, you... Ugh. Anyway, Keicho wanders back into the room. Turns out he's not dead. And he's like, <laughs> you finally saw what you weren't supposed to see. And everything gets very soap opera-y from here on out. <laughs> it's like, what? Why would you keep this... Majestic beast. That is not at all majestic here. That thing is our dad. We need this. We need this bow and arrow because of our dad. We need to find a stand for our dad's sake. Can't oh. let anyone have or destroy the bow and arrow. I'm sorry. Hang on. Are you saying that that thing down there mated with another human? Because that's and it's not. That's not cool. <laughs> let me tell you my long tragic backstory. Okay, we can shortly. Get that sh- immediately, <laughs> right now, you're going to ask if it has some sort of disease, and I'll tell you that he's perfectly healthy. He's got an appetite, but he's moaning all the time and he doesn't recognise us. His own kids. Anyway, so Josuke's like, oh, I understand. I, through my innocent protagonist's eyes, now perceive that you're looking for a, a perfect Stan who's capable of fixing your dad. No, no, quite the opposite. He um, sort of starts laughing and like clenching his fist and then he starts crying and we see tears hit the floor. We realise it's not anger that motivates him. Um, it's a sense of... Angry, pity, disappointment. Oh, it's not anger. It's a sense of angry. Of <laughs> yeah, course. They're completely different because one of them is a thing and the other one isn't. So, you know, adjectives, Liam. He's looking for a stand user who can kill his dad. But naturally. Not like murder him because well, that'd no, be Because that doesn't work because... He just grows back his limbs. Yeah, he's, he's like, like If he smashed his head up or grind up his baldy or rip things up, it just grows back. How he figured that out? Not explained. Well, I think it's kind of explained, because as he's saying this, he's yanked the chain that he's chained into the room with, and he's stomping on his head. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, did you That actually, would kill a man. Did you grind him up, or did you, like, you know, not grind Probably him up? Probably grind his body up. But he's got that vampo regen, as we find out soon. Damn, Grim. 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 Available now on Netflix. I was more speaking of the 1M version Grim. Ah. Now available on Crunchyroll. Anyway, again, Kato quite casually says, Yeah, he's got some guy named Dio's cells implanted in his head, and that's how this happened. And Josuke's like, Dio! With the two greatest exclamation marks you could ever Mm -hmm. possibly see. Jotaro told me about Dio and close up on Josuke's face and the transparent image of Jotaro just sort of floats into screen. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And Keijo continues expositing and tells us his dark, tragic backstory. And also, by extension, the dark, tragic backstory of our friend Okuyasu. Oh, all right, fine. Well, uh, okay, let's see. What is it? You're not completely uninvolved, Josuke. Everything that happened is because of what happened 11 years ago. Bring up digital analogue-looking 1998 timer. Oh yeah, which counts back. To, no, 1999 timer. Sorry, 1999 that counts back down to 1998. 1998. Oh, 1998. That was great. So good. And there's like a green line all across yeah. as well. So we got to go back. We were four years old in Tokyo. It was the bubble economy. I learned about that from Yakuza Zero. Nice. But yet, our dad had no money. Our mum died, and his business was failing. <gasps> we were in massive debt. He hit us for no reason because he was a cruel man and a total loser does sound like a total loser and then uh he says then then there's a, a really cool graphic of dio that just sort of pops into the screen with like you know his flesh bud tentacles mm. going wild looking ever resplendent as ever and he's like suddenly money started rolling in precious metals even jewels but our dad still wasn't working turns out he'd already sold his soul to dio <gasps> he has the flesh bud inside of became him. one of his minions in exchange for money wouldn't it have been great We see a photo of Of dad in a later So it's not the case But wouldn't it have been great If it just turned out That their dad was Dan of Steel Or someone <laughs> <laughs> It's like He was this guy Who always wore Some bandages on his face Does that work? Of course it works He was our father Don't be silly I mean he tried to like Kill some French guy's sister Or something And he just kept hitting us And we don't know why <laughs> Anyway Enya's our grandma That's where we have The bow and arrow Yep No not really I mean, I'm happy to go with this canon. <laughs> Turns out their dad had the potential to have a stand, and that's why Dio recruited him. But they don't know what his stand was like, because they never saw it. Aww. One day, Keicho came home from school about four, about 2pm. Okay, this is what gets me about this story. About 2pm? Maybe it's a different schedule in Japan. But, like, 2pm? That's so early! I mean, you know, most high schools. Well, my schools around here finish at three PM. Yeah, but we finished at three, not two. Yes, and maybe they start earlier. Oh shit. Maybe. You don't know. Damn it, Japan, explain your ways. And Okiyasu is in the, the, the foyer crying and he's like, Did dad hit you again? It's a very real subject for Jungle's mm. Bizarre Adventure. Mm, it is, isn't it? I suppose we've we had realer, but still quite real. <laughs> this is a little bit more close to home because it's like, oh just we're going into this now. Mm. Because I suppose, like, Okuyasu dad man is just, like, regular Japanese businessman. Yeah, it's not like Goes he's a home guy. and beats his family. Yeah. He's just a dude that has a job, and that's kind of it. And you're like, oh, so, oh, ugh. Maybe we'll come to see that someone who is just a dude who has a job can be the worst kind of person after all. Damn it. It's just as I expected. Capitalism. Damn, that got... Escalated very quickly. Anyway, yeah, the dad's collapsed in the, the dining room or whatever and he's clutching his head and he's like, Dio's dead and now it's happening to me. So I suppose it's possible that, that everyone that he Dio put a flesh bud in could have ended up like this or it could have just been this one guy and something went wrong with his when Dio died. Hmm. I mean, I like to think that all of them got flesh bud weirded. That came out, right? Um, they got weirded up by the flesh bud because that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe he is They could be like... Dozens of guys like that. Just <laughs> there are dozens of us. Basically, come down with super supernatural immortality granting dementia. Yeah, and stoutness. Yeah, and disfiguring. Just many things that you don't want. Hmm. Yeah, and like a year after that, he met. He gradually metamorphosed into into this gross creature. I believe it's pronounced metamorphosed. Sure. Thank you. And we all know about flesh buds. We've been through part three. We basically good bit of hammond should clear him right up. Could you imagine if Joseph just shows up and goes, Ah, my boy! I can fix this. <gasps> and then that's it. He's cured. Mm-hmm. Slash dead. Oh, so I wasn't looking for a stand at all. I was looking for hammer. I was looking for an obsolete storytelling <laughs> concept. This is the exact opposite of what Shonen does. Anyway, while, while he's telling the story, um, so we've got a lot of cuts to, you know, people's concerned faces and, mm. and whatnot, but also um, Dad Nijimura sort of... Sadly, scrabbling around this chest, trying to get it open, and mm. then like climbing into it, and we cannot emphasize enough how sad it is. Yeah, he can't. He just can't really do anything properly. Yeah, he's like um, a disfigured dog. I was just like, we'll go for a walk. We can't walk. Hey, I've seen some some dogs lacking legs that that get things done. Mm. But it's more like the dog lacking legs that can't get things done. Ah, uh, little brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's just there, being like, his existence is pain. Life is miserable. He has got, like, these weird scraps of paper that he's like, eh, Can't eh. communicate and can't even really comprehend that he can't communicate. Yeah. Sad. Hmm. Anyway, Keicho talks about how, like, he went and researched everything and found out about stands and Jodoro and Enya and then he got the bow and arrow. So he's looking for a stand user... To let his father die naturally. And he says that Dio's cells have become one with him, so you couldn't, like, remove the flesh butt or something because mm. it's gone nuts and basically overtaken his body. Yeah. This is the price you pay for immortality. It's the price you pay for messing with vampire shit. Rule 101 of vampires. Don't mess with their shit. So he's scrabbling at this box, then chose all like, all day, every day, he scratches at that box of junk. And if you take it from him, he cries for days. Hmm. And Josuke notices. And huh. he, he hits him with the arrow. Oh yeah, he hits him with the arrow. Which can't kill him. Even sadder. <laughs> he's obedient if I discipline him, but he never stops digging. De- Keito's a... It's quite ironic that in in trying in trying to deal with his dad's condition, Keicho has become the very abusive caregiver he once resented, so... Well, I mean, it makes sense. That's all he ever knew, you know? Mm. And so he's like, just get better, you know? Mm. That's probably Or what die. Yeah, that's probably what he grew up with, yeah. so... Yeah. Mm. Tragic. Tragic. Tragics. Tragic addict stories. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Joe Scan notices that this sad little blob man is clawing at the box, but also some scraps of paper. Scraps of paper in the box. Mm, and, and he's like, like he's trying to put the corners together like you, like you do when you're doing a puzzle yeah. kind of thing. And he's like, hmm. huh, I perceive. That's odd. He steps forward. And Keisha was like, no, I can't let you have the arrow. And Joe's like, nah, man, I- I'm doing something else right now. Punches... i with that later. Punches the box. Text appears on screen reading, dog ya. What is ya? I mean, it's sound effects, you know. dog ya. It's onomatopoeia for punching and fixing shit, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> Why not? Well, dog ya must mean something. No. No? I'm pretty sure it's just onomatopoeia. Oh, but don't why write. would the why would just a word appear on the screen? Dramatic effect, I suppose. We had back in the day, back in the start of part three, we had uh, ominous. <laughs> no, that's an ominous. That's ca- that's onomatopoeia again. Oh. We had um, we had magicians red inhaling um, uh, air to do a fire attack, mm. and uh, the translation of the ca- katakana that was appearing on the screen was suck. <laughs> yeah, see that no no so <laughs> like it could be like parts <laughs> but no i'm pretty sure it's just onomatopoeia okay all right i like to think of it as just like he's it's not even a sound effect it's just a dog in and a very happy kind of like dog sure I don't so, know so he's that's... reassembled a touching family photo <gasps> there's human who must be dad nijimura a woman who must be mom nijimura and then, two two spunky looking kids. One with hair that looks identical to Keicho. Like a flat top. But he's looking like young and vibrant and not, mm. not cruel and mean. And then there's another one who must be okiyasu Who looks like a, like a baby. Oh. And like dad starts openly crying. He's all like... Aah. Tears streaming down his face, just staring at this photo of his sons. And I don't know if down his face is quite The right word, like okay, like tears streaming off his body like a cartoon character who starts crying like waterfalls. Yeah, literally exploding from his tear ducts. Yeah, and they're all like, "Wow, he might not really understand what's going on, but deep down, he still has memories." Oh, like a dementia thing again. Aww. It's like a one big gross metaphor. Yeah. Yu. Keicho drops the chain that have been restraining him. We get a shot of Okayasu outside, having heard the whole thing, just tears streaming down his face. He's all like, he still loves me. And they're all like, this is like this is like the turning point of the episode, where um Josuke tries a clever speech check <laughs> and he rolls a 19. He's like, We'll help you if you try to cure him instead of instead of killing him. Now give me that bow and arrow, you you useless. <laughs> Uh oh. and then uh yeah he and give me the bow and arrow, Keicho hesitates and sort of starts to harden his features again. Then you know, Okiyasu's in the room and he's like, Come on, bro, let let's stop this bullshit. This this is going a bit far. He's all like, you know what? Maybe you're yeah. right. Even if dad's body doesn't go back to normal, maybe his mind will. And then at least we'll have a dad that we can fix, kind of, maybe. At least we can be a family again. And then um. BAM! And he, he walks up to him and he grabs the bow. Keicho, again, freaks out at people taking his precious bow. He's all like, no, nope, I'm keeping the bow. Yeah. Because I'm going to find him. And he says, he says to Okiyasu I've already killed so many people. I don't even think of you as my brother anymore, so I'll kill you too. Uh, not the best start. And is like, whoa, okay, that's a lot. I mean... Really not doing a good turnaround on his character. Yep, (laughs) yep. Josuke looks up and sees someone (laughs) looming into the skylight. He's all like, hey, did anyone else live here with you? Or is it just you two just chilling out here (laughs) with your dad? Like, got any other relatives or anything? They're like, nah, we haven't got anyone else living here. He's like, that's unusual because my train of thought has been cut off by all the sparks coming out of that PowerPoint over there. And then suddenly exploding from the PowerPoint comes... A stand, that's not mince words. I mean, I was going to say Chico from Five Nights at Freddy's. It's it's a a stand that we learn momentarily is called Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) Which is so good (laughs) now that we've given it away. Yeah, Uh, it looks like a a kappa, a Japanese turtle demon made of lightning. Mm. Spent too much time under the bridge, apparently. Um, I don't know if they live under bridges. There's... A good bit of Californication in its skin. Oh, I see what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. There we go. I'm not a big Chili Peppers oh, listener. get out of here. My favorite song by then is Scar uh, Tissue. Yep, that's the one. That Matchbox 20. I think Scar Tissue is Red right of Chili Peppers. Okay. I think. Oh, dear. <laughs> My music cred could just go. It could just go this episode. It could just go. It could just fucking go. Red Hot Chili Peppers is a stand that looks like a kappa made out of electricity. It's got electricity powers and it can do things with them. You sound so enthused about electricity powers. Let's see what Hirohika Araki has to say about Red Hot Chili Peppers, the stand with electricity powers. Sure, I'm down for this. Oh, sorry, it's Red Hot Chili Pepper. Singular. Red Hot Chili Pepper which is a reference to the red hot chili peppers. Mm. I see, I see, because only one stand. When I saw the dinosaur with a strong head part, headbutt from Kiyoriu Daikiko, I thought, I like this guy. <laughs> also, the way he's strong despite being small might have been influenced by Freezer from Dragon Ball. <gasps> That's a thing we know. Wow. Not like Kyoru Daikiko, which is not a thing we know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thing that we could know if we were so inclined as to research it, but we don't! Don't we? No, you wouldn't. He's only gone and fucking done it. Well, one of the top Google results from it is a picture of red hot chili pepper, so... (laughs) (laughs) And then the other picture I can find is a picture of a dinosaur, a a T-Rex or a velociraptor accosting a triceratops. Some sort of dinosaur manker, I'm guessing. Um, okay. That sounds about right for Japan. Hmm. And there's a dinosaur with a strong headbutt. Huh. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, an American funk rock band formed in Los Angeles in 1983. The group's musical style primarily consists of rock with an emphasis on funk, as well as elements from other genres such as punk rock and psychedelic rock. Fleas in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is yes. As, damn good as is Anthony Kiedis, mm-hmm. Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. Josh Klinghoffer. I think the only one I don't know is Josh Klinghoffer, because he must be the guitarist, surely. Fact check. Current guitarist for the rock band Red Hot Chili Peppers. There it is. With whom he has recorded two studio albums. Oh, there you go. Um, For the London band of the 1970s, see Chili Willie and the Red Hot Peppers. <laughs> uh, what? Of course, Chili Willie was the name of... Uh, Boss in Hailfire Peaks in Banjo Tooie, who was a dragon who thought you were a pizza delivery guy who was holding out on him. Not to be confused with his brother Chili Billy, uh, uh, one of whom was ice themed and one of whom was fire themed, but mm. were basically interchangeable. And I can't remember which is which. Why was he called Chili Billy if he was fire? Because one of them was chilly like ice, and one of them was chilly like hot. Oh, Even though they, I'm pretty sure they were spelt the same. That is terrible, but amazing banter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. So we see this weird, terrifying, demon-looking motherfucker pop out of the electrical socket. And he's like, hey guys, it's me, Red Hot Chili Pepper. I'm here to fuck up everything. So he immediately upon entering the room heads towards uh Keicho mm-hmm. and just fucking slams his fist around. Oh, I think the uh the verb you're looking for is he cacuines him. Sorry. He cacuines the fuck out of his internal organs yep, just punches right through his chest and he's all like yep I'm here to fuck it up I'm taking this bow and arrow that you shot me with and awakened my ability and Keicho Keicho to his credit is doing a good job at having a conversation <laughs> despite having a hole in his chest I mean probably despite having half of his lungs destroyed mm. he's, he's doing like, a good job Do you talking. think you can handle the bow and arrow you don't understand it. Chili pepper is all, stands depend on mentality and look how I've grown. How do you think of my stand, Red Hot Chili Pepper, grew this much since you shot me? I mean, just a lot of milk. And then he turns into electricity and starts turning Keicho into electricity and sucking him into the outlet. And Keicho's all like, you know what, buddy? Oh, just know oh, this. We skipped over something important. Oh. Which is that when he first rocks up, um, Keicho... ...reacts before he gets kakyo and he punches Okiyasu out of the way. That's right. He saves him. Mm. In his last dying moments. But then with his last dying words, basically says, I've always hated you, Okiyasu. Fuck you, brother, you are what does he say? I wrote it down. Hey, Okiyasu, you are always holding me back. As he's getting electrocuted and sucked into a power socket. And is all like, okay. Yep. He gets sucked away, the light of electricity fades, and Joe Josuke jumps through the skylight onto the roof. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole thing that we see of Keicho. Yeah. Well, they're looking on the roof. Yeah. They're looking outside, and they're all like, man, where did that guy who was looking through the skylight go? Hey, look over there. There's Keicho's charred corpse hanging on the power lines. That is awkward. Uh, so he's definitely dead now. Yeah, they're all standing on the roof. Yep. Okuyasu's like... My brother deserved to die like that. He was a bad person. He was a bit of a dick. But you know... In his last dying moments... He saved my life. Also, he was my brother, and that doesn't wash out. You guys saw it, right? He saved me. And they're all like, yep. Yep, That that is definitely what his intentions were. Yep, they're all staring sadly. Dad still crying. Yeah, it's a heartbreaking Fade moment. away. Cut to the Mario Grand Hotel, room 324. Jodoro, in his lavishly appointed hotel suite with like velvet chairs and. far too big for fine, one person. fine china tea sets. He gets a phone call. Yeah. Ring, bring. Bring, bring indeed. Who could it be, Nick? It's me, motherfucker, the guy. Who can control electricity that you don't know yet because it's the same voice. Yeah. Mm, clever. Thank you. Clever detective work, Nikki boy. No fucking worries. Also, what happens next kind of gives it away. So he's clever. like, is this Jotaro Rakujo? And Jota was like, hey, yeah, I don't know who is this. Who is this? You don't need to know who this is. Just know, I'm going to kill you, buddy. Is that what he says? No, he asks him to leave. Oh. You got to get out of Mario, buddy. Joe I like Joe. Sorry, I like Jodoro's sort of casual detective work while this phone conversation is happening. Mm. First, he moves. He's he's just maintaining a perfectly even tone of conversation. First, he moves to the window and is there anyone out there? No. Okay. Then he moves back to the um the table and he's like, okay, caller ID. No, damn, but, uh, public phone line. Yeah. But like he's, he's just not giving anything away while while just casually scoping the situation out to the Classic best of his ability and resources style. all the time. Yep. It's good. And so this guy's like, you got to leave Mario, all right? I know what you are, stand user man. Yeah, I've heard that you can stop time and I don't like that. So I thought I'd give you a call and warn you first. He's all like, um, okay. Why would I care about you making me leave Mario? I'm not going to leave Mario, so fuck you. Yeah. If you leave Mario, and as long as Josuke doesn't try to do anything, I won't do anything to him. I just want to have some fun with this bow and arrow, you see, because I'm fed up with my annoying life of entrance exams and trying to get a job. Oh, are you, are you a, uh, a student, are you? And this this sort of very basic deduction sets the guy off. It's like, what? No, I've got some not. Screaming into the phone, and then Jotaro says, How many other stand users are there? Then the phone explodes. He's all like, <laughs> and laughed through the destroyed phone. And Jotaro is all like. Jodero sits back down and starts drinking his tea again. It's like, good grief, these youngins. I always pegged Jodoro as more of a coffee guy because of his rampant hypermasculinity. Well, it's the 90s, Liam, you know, it's a changing time. Yeah, it's a times. different time, modern era. Marine biology doesn't give itself to coffee. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> sure. It's more of a tea discipline. Yeah, right, sure, if that's <laughs> what you need. Yep. He, he's matured a lot, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And changed. He can't just. Different. Perspective On the same person He can't just swallow Ten cigarettes at a time These days <laughs> Yeah yeah That adds up <laughs> You know those things Take se- seven years To dissolve in your stomach Oh yeah There's a bit of a, a Time jump here Kind of like when we had uh, uh, Grandpa Higashikata's funeral As we have mm-hmm. Keicho's funeral And he's buried in a cemetery In the west of Morio Oh, oh. How'd they get him down? I don't know they got this big stick Or something <laughs> They got him Or maybe they got the stick. hand To to. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, swipe this and pull one, his body through. this one bit of power line is now close to the ground. Yeah. So it's just like, normal power line, normal power line, really low to the ground, and then back up into <laughs> normal power lines. <laughs> That's a hazard. And it's like, why is this stump holding the power lines? Like, I don't know, but we didn't make it that way. <laughs> and yeah, and Okuyasu has decided to stay in town for a while with his dad. And he's all like, yeah, I'll stay here. Hey, by the way, I didn't realize that. uh, Yeah, cut cut to Josuke combing his hair in the morning, Mm. and the doorbell rings. Hey, Josuke, can you get that? Says Tomoko. Why, who could be at the door at this time of day? Hopefully, not another murderous milkman. Door opens, and who should it be then? Okiyasu. Okiyasu. Uh, something interesting in this scene because this is a uh, an anime only scene, is it? Yeah. Ooh. Something interesting in this scene that I don't know if it's deliberate, but I like the way so much of Okiyasu's body language is centered around like him waving his hand in this scene. <laughs> like he does this very peculiar wave where he um where he's holding his hand up for a protracted period of time and is sort of um just sort of flexing his fingers. Like, hey yeah. Josuke, how's it going? Flex, flex, flex. That's true. Mm. He does do that. I don't even know if that's the right hand. In fact, it may have been. No, that would be his right hand. Yeah, that would yeah. be the right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't know if that's meant to be a sort of uh, a little nod to his stand of, yeah. and the way that that power would inform your, the way you use your body. <laughs> well, hi there, Josuke. I could L- like, like he's him. very right-handed. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Josuke's all like, "What are you doing here, buddy?" It'd be good. You... It, it would be such. Okay, it's here we go. I've had an idea. Uh huh. It is simultaneously the most shounen thing you'd be able to see in this part. But it is also just the thing that happens in The Princess Bride, where at a climactic moment, Okuyasu would be like, the thing you don't know about the hand is, it's not right handed. Unveils even more powerful left handed ability. <laughs> oh dear. The left handed ability is controlling time. Jodoro is going to be pissed off about that one. Yeah. I can swipe away time. I can swipe away time. <laughs> I can swipe away time. <laughs> oh no. And that's how the world ends. Oh dear. Because he's not smart. No, he's not. He's not at all. So he's all like, well, hi there, Josuke. Uh, I didn't realise you live literally down the road from me. Like literally like across the road. <laughs> you can see my house from here. And we get like a little yeah. arrow pointing at the house. <laughs> Hey Josuke, let's go to school together. Uh, th- no. Let's be best friends. No, please, God, no! Don't make me do this. And Josuke's all like, "You didn't have to come here. We're not, we're not in primary school anymore. <laughs> we're not need to walk to school together." And then Tomoko shows up and is like, "Oh, is this one of your friends, Josuke?" Come and have some coffee while he finishes doing his elaborate hair. Oh, I'd love to. Hey, your mum's pretty hot, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so uh, it goes without saying that I'm, I'm really into your mum. <laughs> You know, if there was one woman I'd love, it'd be me. Anyway, your mum's pretty hot, pal? Yeah. Her? And then he just waltz on in like, i love some. Sort of collapses against the door in in exhaustion. Oh. He says, this is great and heavy <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> I love that scene. So good. So, Nick. Duh. Good ep. Good ep. I want to ask you, what are, you, what are your highlights and lowlights for this episode? My highlight probably has to be... Uh, the culminating point of the episode, where he pieces together the photo, and we realise that- He's not quite as far gone as they thought. Yeah. That and Keicho is simultaneously not a bad guy, but still very much a bad guy. I think it strikes a good balance. It explains his actions, but it doesn't excuse them. Yes. Where it's like, oh yeah, but I'm just going to keep hitting it's, the down. It's a very believable reason why someone would sort of go off the moral deep end in this way, where he's got this this abusive father, let's not sugarcoat. Yeah. Who he, he he may have started wanting to cure him, but maybe over time that sort of it in, informed his uh, his life a little bit too yeah. much. Yeah. Anyway, highlight for you. Um, I th- I'm going to say the same thing actually. The whole sort of culmination of the of what is essentially the dementia dad subplot. Mm. mm. It's a very um, it's a very good treatment and th- of I, it. this character. Um, although he's he's far from being a significant character in, in the story because mm. uh, he's just a weird little goblin who can't really think. Um, he he sort of comes to represent one f- factor of that, that theme I've been talking about where, you know, going out and being part of the town um, sort of improves you as a person and improves everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. good Oh, mm. Low light? I think my low light... I know, know what mine is. Oh, go on, go on then. Well, mine is just the fact that they were just talking in an attic for (laughs) all of the episode. Yeah, not a whole lot happened. Yeah, it's just like... Per se. So there's a lot of, like, exposition and not much else. I think my low light is Keicho's last words. Like, you didn't need to twist the knife like that, man. You were holding me back a whole... However many years you've been alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. But at the same time, it's the only way he can get out that he really loves him. Flash hates him. <laughs> he's just sort of an irredeemably awful guy. Yeah, yeah, but he's dead now, so you know. as <laughs> well, that ends Redemption. well. Redemption. So, Nick, um, what? 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 We've concluded the Nijimura brothers segment of this this storyline. Uh Keicho Nijimura is dead, and Okiyasu has has squad friended. He's squatted up with the protagonists. Oh um, no. And a mysterious stand by the name of Red Hot Chili Pepper and its user has abducted the bow and arrow for nebulous ends. <laughs> what do you think will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled Koichi Hirose, parentheses, Echoes. Not egos). <laughs> no, oh. not like the waffle brand. Oh, okay. Um... Koichi Ichimura Echoes. say. Sorry. Koichi, Koichi say. Echo. Hmm. 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 Well, obviously Koichi is going to be involved in some way in this episode. You might think so. Hmm. Maybe we're not going to see anything more about the enemy stand that we saw this episode. Maybe he'll be off doing his own thing for a bit. Yeah, he's just got the the bow and arrow. The objective. Yes, for now. Uh, but Koichi's going to be all like, so I have a... St- stand let's go meditate under a waterfall and figure out what this is about (laughs) pretty much it might just be like one of those episodes where it's like okay what does this mean and then we just get the nice little okay buddy listen here imagine all your energy flowing into your fingers and that's how you make a kamehameha um the question is why echoes hmm so you think that will be his stand maybe but what would that be a reference to echoes Hmm. Because the only Echoes I know is a song by Cycroptic, which is a Tasmanian... Pretty sure it's not that. No, it's not that. Um, maybe it'll be a Koichi episode where he talks about his past. Oh, Echoes of Koichi's past. Exactly. Uh, And so he'll be all like, you know, my mum and dad always loved me too much. Whoa. I felt like I was always restricted, like the yolk of an egg. Whoa. But now I have to break out of that yolk and... Your more legs. So. <laughs> and then just some mobster guy is like, Hey, I'm going to break your legs. It's like, no, it's I who has to break your Koichi legs. Koichi Hirose, you're interacting with a mobster. I'd sure like to see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I reckon it's going to be more his backstory in trying to learn about stands. So he'll go off and be like, Hey, so Jodoro, I think I have a stand. Jodoro will be like, well... If my stand is uniquely defined by me, then what am I? What is Koichi Hirose? Wherefore art thou? Why am I Ko? Who is the Ichi? And moreover, what is an echo? But why? The echoes this was getting me. Mm. Because I'm thinking it could be a stand. It could be like something from his past showing up. Could be that he's in a very very big cavernous room where sound <laughs> reverberates very nicely. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I reckon it's going to be a Koichi episode where he learns about his stand. Sure. We're going to see more egg. We're going to see more possible chef. Do you think egg will hatch or metamorphosize as you... I reckon egg will hatch, um, but it'll be like one of those semi-hatch things, so the legs will pop out. Oh, yeah, like that one Digimon. Yeah, and it'll be like... Tamamon, I think it's called. Mm, I can't remember. But it'll um, it'll try hatching out, get part of the way there, but still be functional. So it'll just run over and like roll into things, you know? Uh, Digitamamon. Which is an egg with two legs sticking out of the eggshell and a hole in the eggshell containing a black void and two glowing yellow eyes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I reckon that's a pretty good uh, assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the egg will hatch, (laughs) I want to (laughs) thank. I fucking love this. Squidbat Jones on Twitter who did us some delightful fan art of Squidbat Jones? Yeah. Do you want me to double check that? Yes, please. Let the record show that I knew it, but Nick is doubting me. Okay, alright. Unless I was wrong. (laughs) In which case, fuck (laughs) everything. In which case, I'll cut all of this. (laughs) Squidbat Jones. Mushroom seeds. Who drew us the hot new meme, Egg Egg. is pretty okay. (laughs) With a truly distressed looking Koichi. (laughs) Arrow sticking out of his neck, sort of awkward smile (laughs) and half thumbs up. (laughs) next to his egg. It's really good. I'm... I'm it's, it's... Yeah, I'm it's, really... It's really, pretty okay. I'm really pleased that we helped generate <laughs> the idea behind that. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, so strange. So weird. It's just his face just makes it. Because he's mm. like, egg Egg is pretty okay. Oh. So thank you, Mushroom Sleeds, Basquid good Jones. Good enough. <laughs> so, okay, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Mm-hmm. Our theme music is... Joe Grassi. By Milk Juice. That's me. Every time. Never gets old. Mm -hmm. If If you want to share your egg meme with us, (laughs) you can send it to me at uh, JoJo's Podcast on Twitter. (laughs) Just take a photo of an egg with a thumbs up and be like, egg is pretty okay. Mm. Bottom text. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And if you want to support us, you can get us at Patreon.com slash JoJo's World for... Sweet dollary dues. Yeah, we we'll be recording a new bonus episode next week on one of three subjects Monster Hunter, Yakuza, or Bionicle. Everything is tied. So Bionicle is yeah. a top seed in that it's been in several of our polls before and never successfully selected. <laughs> Will it be this time? Probably not. Who knows? And until next time, to, to be, be continued. Deck.